Um, so there's there's definitely themes which we can take and summarize from this from these tips. Don't get too drunk. I think that's something we can all live by. <laughs> Welcome to a groom with a view, the ultimate podcast for grooms who want to take charge of the wedding planning process but don't know where to start. I'm Richard a wedding speech coach and i'm david and co-owner of a wedding business that puts grooms first together we're here to provide you with insider information expert advice and special guests to help you navigate the journey to your dream wedding so join us as we share stories offer guidance and lift you up along the way you're listening to a groom with a view welcome back everybody hello yeah uh, it's been a good week we're just starting to prep for the for the spring fairs really so we're getting all the supplies through for the his day fairs um which is which is great because it means that the wedding season is going to come spinning around again i think at the moment everybody's kind of took some time off people are coming back from the holidays after the whole wedding season so people are getting back in and and, uh, and it's it's good to get connected but i think this today's episode is actually going to be quite good for the grooms who are planning for like next spring, next summer, and beyond. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of <laughs> pardon the pun, but I do's and I don'ts list. This isn't it really? It's yeah. a, it's a chance to really focus as a groom on some of the areas, and I think it'll be food for thought for you, booking a vendor or thinking about the planning. So a lot of the tips, points we're going to go through today go from all the way at the start of planning the wedding all to the actual day themselves. Yeah, they do. And I think there's a lot of recurring themes in terms of what we've spoken about before with, with our guests. So by no means is, is this one uh, not going to be without its expert insight because all of uh, all of the things we're going to mention have probably in some way been mentioned before, but we're kind of keep, keeping it nice and concise giving uh, you, the grooms, a bit of a list to, to, to go by. So this actual list itself is from brides.com. This particular article was written from a female perspective as well. So what we're just going to do, at least 27 good tips. Uh, we, we've had a good chuckle at some of the advice it's given. <laughs> we're going to go through all of them and give our perception on them and what we think and um, any sort of little tales or stories we've come across. Love it. Should we get going? Yeah. So, first one, and I think this is a really, really, really good one, especially for grooms, not sticking to the budget. You want to say yes to everything. You and your partner (laughs) will think everything's great. Yeah, book this, book this, book this. So, it's really going to handle... Yeah, I think it's I think it's the first kind of stumbling block to even thinking about having a wedding, right? It's like, can I actually afford it? Um, and in most cases, well, it depends on the on the couple, but the best thing to do is is to to get a budget in place when you do start to kick off, and whether that budget's like two thousand pounds or whether it's up to a hundred thousand pounds, doesn't matter as long as you stick to your budget and understand you've committed to spending this and if it does go up it goes up i mean things change things happen you might get a better paid job or something and you're like right i'm going to be able to invest more into my wedding but having that kind of have structure is really good for a budget and and i think not having one is a recipe for disaster because these costs can spiral absolutely yeah forgetting to announce your engagement um i don't know how you can forget to announce it but I'm sure there there might be some people who do. Yeah, my take on this was I know some people, they've seen the announcements on Facebook or Instagram or social media in general and been, been put out a little bit. Um, and True, I'm thinking yeah. more maybe for an older generation who don't have access to that. So they've heard it almost third hand from somebody <laughs> who's seen that 
not from the people themselves. So I think it is kind of a nice thing to say to maybe parents or close family, hey, and they probably would know anybody way. They might be involved in that proposal, et cetera, and that engagement. But yeah, I think certain people, it's probably good just to say, just to let you know before we let everybody else know, because some people might be a little bit put out. I had to find this out on Facebook. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, very true. I think I think I had everybody here as important in the room, which was quite lucky because then they obviously knew that she'd said yes because they were there. And I think that follows through from a point you mentioned just before, actually, about uh, being really excited. And mm. one here is handing out verbal invites. So I think this is very much like, yeah, yeah, of course you'd come to the wedding. And I think if you say that to a lot of people, that's when the first point of the budget may kick in, where suddenly you've unofficially invited 200 people. And I think you get a bit giddy, you maybe get carried away, and suddenly you're inviting some bloke down the pub because you're probably that excited. And then when it comes to it, you actually, mm. and it, I think it's to avoid that orcs moment of, oh, <laughs> I have kind of invited them. <laughs> yeah, I was explicitly warned not to do that. Actually, mate, I was a bit, uh, I was two points in and shouldn't have invited you. Um, <laughs> because obviously, like, an invite to a wedding these days, you're talking probably over £100 each. So it's a very expensive dinner that you're actually going to buy that person. But it happened It happened to me on for the stag do. I, I, I would meet people out who I've not seen for ages. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm having a stag do. You should come. And then, like the morning after, I'm like, "Oh crap! I shouldn't have shouldn't have invited those people." <laughs> this one again, we spoke about this off air, didn't we? Calling your ex to announce mm. your engagement. Um, I mean, if you've got a very good relationship with your ex, that's that's a good idea. If you're still friends, but a scenario might have been made up in in people's heads where it's like, "Oh my god, maybe he was asking." He was, he was like, "This is your last chance. You could get back with me if you want. I'm going to propose this to the person." <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I took this as maybe once you've got engaged, then maybe mm. you drop them a message. But they're going to find out anyway. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly agree with this one. I just think what what's what's the best outcome you're going to expect from that? that no idea. Oh yeah, that's cool. Great, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, Next one talks about people you should speak with not yeah. meeting your wedding vendors normally the bride meets a lot of these individuals mm. you've really got to turn up for this you've really sort of got to make sure you're happy with these vendors like your dj your florist your caterer uh, one so you have input into this but it also ties into the budget it's good to bounce ideas off each other and if anything you're just clued up on who these people are so when you get a bill from Sarah's flowers you you think oh yeah that's the florist i've met her yeah um actually yeah this was the price we agreed great but not meeting your wedding vendors is a huge mistake because they're going to be there on your big day so it's it's important to know who they are and know that you have a good vibe with them and making sure that you get on making sure that you 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 have that kind of connection before you get to the big day is super important. And I think a lot of good suppliers will make sure that you do meet, whether that's on Zoom or whether that's in person. And, and a lot of them will want to have those preparatory phone calls um, with you to be able to make sure that they understand exactly what you need because they want to make sure they deliver as well. So, yeah, I think I think a good vendor will make sure that this mistake doesn't happen. And that links to the next one, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So if you, the next one is signing contracts too soon. So if you like, just bring something I heard the other day, it was like, I've got a wedding, 2027 wedding. And we were like, what? How are you kind of like booking a 
booking your wow. vendor, like, what is it, four years? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, four years in, in advance. Because, like, the mistake of signing a contract too soon, potentially that business might not be around if and paying them you've lost your money and making sure that that contract means that if they do go insolvent you'll get your money back for example but it's also you you are then tied in so if your plans change like if you wanted to switch to a different style of wedding because you've just got a bigger budget or you, you just want to change it up then you're a bit bit hamstrung by that you want to make sure you secure in advance you don't want to leave it to the last minute but certainly you want to do your research. You want to check for the reviews online. There's no excuse these days not to do that. There's a whole world of different ways you can check a vendor. And um, I like this one, and, and I see this a lot because one of the informations I always ask my clients for is, do you have a wedding register? So do you have a list, a website that people can go to and they can look at what items they could potentially be buying for you for the wedding. But yeah, I think it's important as well to make sure that you're not ending up with 10 kettles and 15 toasters. <laughs> you, you know, you make sure that it's actually things that you want. We don't need to worry about where we're going to put 15 vases in the house. So it's great. <laughs> it's a beautiful house, though, David. Beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's uh, just not enough room for t that many vases. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> This next one um, is very American. We must warn our British listeners. Um, but forgetting to tip your vendors um, is apparently a mistake to be not to be made by grooms. I I don't know about this one because well, you're a you're a vendor yourself, Richard. So you might have a different view. But um, obviously, we don't have a tipping culture, so it's kind of not one that you want to. I don't know, not one that's expected from from my experience with vendors. I think I think it is a cultural thing, definitely. And and yeah, you mentioned a good point actually about being a vendor. I have been tipped, and I'd say probably I work with a lot of my clients, and maybe ten uh, percent do tip. Don't expect it at all, because mm. from a British mindset, it isn't something I would expect to do and tip somebody. But like you said, David, if they've done a really good job and they've really gone that extra mile then, yeah, fine, give them a tip. Our American cousins and other uh, areas of the world, we do have a lot of international listeners. It might be something that you feel you have to, but like anything, don't just do it because you feel you have to. Do it because they've delivered a good service. <laughs> I, think, I think these are three words you definitely shouldn't say. I don't care. So totally yeah. get it. When you're being asked for opinion on what the napkin should look like, it, you might be like, ah, yeah, I don't know, because it's not just an easy answer because they'll be custom, they'll be color-coded to different parts of the wedding and what they look like, etc. But don't say, I don't care. At yeah, you've got, some of, interest. you've got to rephrase it and be like, oh, whatever you whatever you think is best, I think that's, that's good. Or if those have been options offered always be like well i think um my favorite one is this one but whatever you like the best and just uh just go with it go with the flow but don't say i don't care i think this is one of our bugbears in terms of what we've heard from brides mostly at his day it's like they they say oh yeah but my husband or husband to be they don't care right they don't want to be involved in the wedding planning and it's kind of trying to turn that on its head and, and say that grooms actually do care 
uh, leads us on well to the next one as well, which the big mistake is waiting until the last minute to get involved. <laughs> um, huge mistake because you could get to like a month out and be like, okay, so why, uh, let's take the napkins. Why are all the napkins in the shape of a swan and why are they all green? It's like, <laughs> I hate green, I hate swans. What's going on here? So, uh, so obviously to, to, to kind of not have those nasty surprises when you get to the day, get involved sooner rather than later. That last minute rush where you're thinking, what's happening here? What's doing that? And one, you don't want to be annoying your partner by asking them loads of questions and then, them turning around and being annoyed at you and say, well, if you'd listened the first time, you want to not be in that um, situation. But yeah, you want to make sure that you did have your say and and you're fully prepared because on the day, if somebody says, why did you decide to have that particular uh, DJ? Why did you decide to walk up to this song? Uh, I, I, I don't know. But it does lead us on to something that's quite interesting. It could be Planning too many surprises is a big mistake. So I, I um, planned a few, but not too many. So I think there's probably like two or three for Anna specifically. Um, but they stressed me out enough trying to get them to kind of be on, be, be within the day, but not let Anna know about it because we were both really involved in the planning. They had to kind of be involved in the day. I had to speak to the wedding planner separately. I had to speak to the band separately. I had to speak to all these other suppliers separately. And we kind of, it, it would have been a disaster if I had more than the amount I did. So I think having like loads of different surprises every five minutes would just be a mess it could potentially ruin the day because there'll be too much going on or too much you're trying to pull different strings all day so it might be a bit bit awkward working with clients um on speeches sometimes they'll say oh i plan to play this teddy bear that he used to have as a child and i think that'd be really funny and it's like yeah that's great um i think that can really work but where's the teddy bear going to be Who's going to be looking after it? Who's going to be handing it to you? Who's going to be keeping it safe? How are you going to stop him seeing it? So you've just got to think about all these things. And if you do that and apply that with five other surprises, it can be quite as stressful. Uh, okay, this is a good one. Pushing boundaries whilst on the stag do. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what we're talking about here, guys. Uh, yeah. I think it's great to have uh, an amazing time yeah well the example they give here on the actual tip is don't gamble away half your wedding budget that would be pretty <laughs> awkward um but i think it's i think it's yes it is your responsibility not to make this mistake but it is also the responsibility of the best man or men to make sure that you're not doing you're having a great time and they can do whatever they want to you whatever floats your boat but don't go too far um, where it might ruin the actual wedding. And I think this is why we've kind of come away from the tradition of having the bachelor party the night before the wedding, just in case. Um, but I think it's it's now it's like months or weeks ahead of, of the wedding. So you can let that eyebrow hair grow back or whatever. The next mistake to avoid is forgetting to have a groomsman talk. So I did this where it was with my best men and the grooms people and just it's to give them a bit of a bit of a guidance of what you want them to do or how they can help you out because they they want to they're there for a reason they're your best friends and they want to help you do anything on the day so I kind of assigned tasks or jobs to each one of mine to make sure that we were keeping on track of the day or to keep uh, the ring safe for example but you could also kind of make sure that they know 
how to how to kind of be on the day as well give them the key people around the room make sure that they know who who's who's key and, and not to go and upset or whatever so i think it's it's if, if they're a bit of a liability you can also rein them in a bit as well because they are your wingmen so if you're not available they can answer questions on your behalf and mm. also with my business head on i'm thinking about the speech as well so maybe just steering them on things just to avoid should be common sense but it's not always because otherwise it can lead to the next point picking fights so <laughs> i think this is more to do with the planning process rather than actually picking a fight on the day which is not going to be a good luck and really understanding that you both want the same thing overall you both want to have a great day you both want to be happy but you've just got to work together. I think you alluded to it there. It could also be, well, it doesn't have to be on the day, but it could also be on the day where you've got just so many family politics to deal with. Um, mm. I think it's one day where you can ask your family to just kick that to the side um, and, and leave politics at the door and not to, ha- not to have anybody picking fights, especially yourself as the Green. You've got to be there and be um, very present for your for your for your partner so you don't want to be picking fights on that day which probably again is this is quite good it keeps leading on to the next point um again it, it kind of helps not to have uh drunk too much the night before which is this next mistake to avoid getting tipsy the night before and the last thing you want to do is have a hangover and just feel like death on one of the biggest mm-hmm. days of your life The next tip is taking the day for granted. So quite interesting because you didn't think this, David. I remember saying it, you didn't felt it didn't feel like a whirlwind of a day. But a lot no. of people do and they want to soak in every moment because they don't want to take any second for granted. You want to really soak it in. You want to drink it in. Love that. Yeah, I think that's a great, great tip. I think to be present is is really important and um, whether that's by not drinking too much or whether that's just consciously being present as you said just taking it and drinking it all in um next tip here is straying from the day of itinerary now this uh <laughs> fun again really our wedding was bang on time the whole way through because by kind of like career i'm a i'm a project manager operations manager and i was an events manager so everything ran to a t but there were people like for example we had a toastmaster he was a bit lackadaisical with moving people and and for example my like groomsmen they're pretty good actually but they people were just moving slow people just do move slow when they're having a good time enjoying chatting they'll move from one place to the next slowly but you need to get them from here to here to stay on track for the day so the for example the first dance is on time or the dinner is on time so the speeches don't have to be cut short but staying on time is super important because it is a very packed, crammed-in day. There is a lot of things going on. So I, I, I would feel if you can have a few people helping you out, and even if you're going to task somebody saying, can you just remind me at 6 o'clock such a such a thing? Because that's really important. Because you want to have fun. You don't want to be clock-watching all the time, but you do want to make sure everything runs to plan. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Failing to help the morning of the wedding. But it's just checking in with your partner, um, sending them a text or a WhatsApp and just seeing is there anything they can help with. Because this might be a situation where somebody's cancelled or somebody can't make it or Mm. somebody's got stuck. 
So just really just checking. It doesn't mean you have to see the person beforehand. But yeah, just a quick call or text, I think, really shows that you care on the day. Yeah, sure. I think if you've got to this point and you don't know what you could be helping with, then that's a bit of a mistake. But it's it's always good to check in just to send a caring message um, on the morning of the wedding. But my kind of like big task for, for Anna was to make sure that no one turned up in white. So like when you're kind of greeting your guests and all that, she was, she was like, if anyone turns up and I don't know who, I don't care who it is, make them go home. I was like, yep, got it. So, uh, so yeah, we, uh, that was, that was kind of like my help on the morning of the wedding, which was quite good. But yeah, again, um, so the next, the next one is not comforting your partner when disaster, disaster strikes. Must preface, preface this one because disaster doesn't always strike this kind of sounds like it's certain to do so it doesn't always it can go well um but if it does if you do have something that goes wrong i think um yeah to, to make sure that you comfort your partner making sure that they're they're okay try and resolve it like richard said in the last point try and resolve the the issue yourself before it even becomes an issue that's even better yeah so if someone does turn up in white <laughs> um, make sure you comfort your partner things can happen and it might just be a small thing but it can feel like a massive thing on the day it can, but don't let that ruin your wedding but don't let it be the epitome of your wedding cool next one is right up your street richard winging your vows is a mistake because you might kind of stutter you might be like um 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 and you might not say the things that you want to say and, and mm. a, a good point on that as well is you don't want to be droning on for like five minutes or the opposite for 10 seconds and your partner mm. then has done the opposite it's just going to look really strange making sure that you sit down with your partner talk about an aspect of this predominantly how long do you want to speak for is a great point but yeah just make sure that you don't just make it up on the day because that never goes well. Uh, and something that might go well is trusting your groomsman's fashion sense. Right. So <laughs> depending on your wedding, often it's traditional that you will work with the groomsman on what they should be wearing. Or you might be saying, okay, well, no, it's not that kind of wedding. Why are you what you want? Yeah, for sure. This is why, like referring to the point earlier about us buying the groomsman their the key parts of their outfit and then we said can you buy this shirt can you buy these trousers because then it all matches and it looks good and we weren't we're not like dictating dictating what they should be wearing etc but it's kind of like please make sure it's nice for the photos and stuff because you don't want to look back and be like why was that guy wearing shorts and everybody else is in trousers so it's super <laughs> important to, to if you want to just make sure that they're going to wear what you want them to wear um and as you said there richard have a chat with them so so lewis was on the last podcast where he has these this pair of shoes which looks like a basket weave brown shoes they're fine but they're just a bit strange and he was like oh, what's wrong with these i want to wear them to the wedding and we're like no please don't and uh, <laughs> so we kind of had <laughs> to have a word there so yeah it's, it's a it's a fun one um especially if if they think they're the style easter of the world you know but but yeah, next one here, zoning out during the ceremony. Yeah, so we had our ceremony video back. So part of our package, we had the, the whole video of the ceremony, which was 40 minutes. And we watched it back and we were like, my God, was it? did it feel this long when we were there? And luckily not. 
um it was it was quite it we we felt like it was right on the day but obviously watching it back you're like oh this is long but but yeah we didn't zone out which is good so i think it's a big mistake to kind of zone out and not listen to whoever you've got um like the registrar or, or celebrant doing your story and things like that don't zone out and obviously when you're your bride or whoever you're marrying is doing their vows definitely don't zone out then either <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 100%. Otherwise, it's not going to be a very long marriage. I think it, it, we all can zone out in, in situations and even 40 minutes, you you might zone out a little bit. So it's just making sure that you're present in the day. And especially if someone is recording this, you don't want to have a yeah. shot suddenly where you're looking at your watch. You want to be really <laughs> in the zone. And and some common sense here. Don't be whipping out your phone, checking text no. messages and checking WhatsApp and or the football scores. Or at least do that in the privacy of the of the bathroom if you're gonna check football <laughs> scores. Good points there. But I think a lot of those of what we've been saying all the way through the podcast and given our perspective on these as well, from what we've learned from some of the guests and, and our own experiences. Yeah, I agree. I'm really, it's quite reassuring, actually. We're going through these these mistakes to to avoid and we've kind of heard from our guests or we've spoken about them before as well. So it's quite reassuring that we're on the right right lines to as to brides, what brides.com wants to tell grooms as well so we must be doing something right because they are and so there's there's definitely themes which we can take and summarize from this from these tips don't get too drunk i think that's something (laughs) we can all live by but a lot of these are common sense but some some of these tips are things you necessarily wouldn't think of and a food for thought um we thought it'd be really good just to have us talking for a change and uh talk about a lot of these um useful i do's and i don'ts love it yeah no i agree it's uh, it's great to go through them it's just good to give uh, our groups some context as well on what they shouldn't be doing and what they should be doing so yeah fantastic thank you nice one and we'll uh, catch you on the next podcast speak soon bye <laughs>